everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a show they've either seen a lot and grown up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Caitlin. Hi! And Jesse. Hello! And today we are going to be talking about One Tree Hill Season 1, Episode 15, titled Suddenly Everything Has Changed. Which, fun fact, is a song by the Flaming Lips. I've heard of the band. Over halfway through the season. I know, we are over halfway through the season. It is great. Yeah. And so, yeah. Can I full disclosure? I hated this episode. I hated this episode. Same. Nothing happened in this episode. Nothing, like, things happen, but it's all boring crap. So, just, yeah. It's a lot of people just being angry. There's just a lot of divorce angst, which, like, blech. Yeah, there's a lot of divorce. There's a lot of love triangle falling through. It's just all blah, but great. Whatever. Okay. There was a lot. So anyway. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. I wrote, what did Deb do so many times (laughs) in my notes this episode? I'm just like, WDDD. I don't understand. WDDD. What did Deb do? We will find out. The suspense. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we open this episode with Lucas checking out of the hospital and he's just, he's angsty about everything. He's like, where's the book that uncle Keith gave me? And why are you cutting Keith out of your life? And, but letting Dan in because he made a mistake and blah, blah, blah. It's just wine, <laughs> wine, wine. He needs some cheese uh, with his wine. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, doc, will I ever play basketball again? You know, like I used to. And the doctor says, well, your shoulder was torn up really badly. That may not be possible. Wine, wine, <laughs> wine. I literally wrote in all caps, not basketball. <laughs> we all know literally. that the basketball talent is held in the spleen. So when they took his spleen out <laughs> and basketball, right? that's what he was asking about. Because yeah, know, I, as we've established many times on this podcast, I'm not a sports person, but you do need your arms to play basketball. I and that you do. You need yeah. your shoulders. Yes, and if your shoulder's completely messed up, you're not going to be able to play basketball at all. Can I give you two a little uh, secret peek into uh, my and Ben's life for the last couple weeks since we watched the last episode? Yes. Every, all the time when we're driving, when we come to a stoplight that is a red left arrow with a green forward light, I tell him, don't, I literally say, don't pull a Keith. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Every time. So, yeah. That's all. I love it. Okay, and then we cut from Lucas being a little whiny baby in the hospital to Dan being a little whiny baby bitch on the answering machine. All the time. (laughs) Because he calls... The house, you know, Deb's house, because he doesn't live there anymore. And he's, they're like, don't answer the phone, Nathan. It's fine. Don't answer. Don't answer. And, you know, he's not cooperating with the divorce. And Deb is worried about Nathan and the custody arrangement. She doesn't want him to be worried about it. Great. How great is it that dad has an off button now? Is right takeaway line. Uh, I will say this. For this episode, 
there were a lot of like those kind of weird little one-liners that are really funny yeah. that kind of made this episode bearable. Cause other than that, it's like, it's not a great episode. We've all just kind of established yeah. that, but you know, whatever. Um, um, also Nathan looks absurdly tan in this episode. I don't understand. Am I the only one who thought that? No, I noticed it too. And I wondered yeah. like the coloring on my TV, but everybody else looked normal. Yeah, no, that's what I was wondering, too, because we just moved our TV. I'm like, oh, shit, did something get bumped when yeah. we were installing it? But Dev looked normal. <laughs> it's like somebody in makeup went, you're 18, you have acne. You know what will right. cover that up? Bronzer. Right. Well, that's what, I mean, you've noticed that on his, the makeup on the show previously with it that I've noticed, like, they use that to cover up his acne, and they cake it on sometimes a little too much for HDTV yeah. to be like, oh, oh this yeah. is... You can tell this show was done before HGTV yeah. because, like, you can tell that they're like, oh, we got to cover up all this acne, you young 18-year-old kid. Literally. How like, dare you let's... look 18? Right. right. That's my favorite That's right. part speaking about of, him. Speaking of people looking 18, I have a boyfriend hot take this episode. Ooh! Because Will came over to do laundry while I was watching the episodes, and I told him, I was like, bring your Switch. I'm, I have to watch these for the podcast before I record tonight. And so he came in. It was towards the end of the episode. But he came in and was like... He, he was like kind of half watching it. And he goes, how old are these characters supposed to be? And I said, 17. And he just yeah. goes... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say, they, are, they did a better job on the show. Because I had to look at the ages again today about stuff because everyone else was either 21 or 22 yeah so that's not bad considering some shows cast 34 year olds to play 17 year olds thank you oh. 90210 <laughs> but uh, yeah that too yeah anyway. so anywho yeah so then we go to <laughs> lucas getting home with his mom and brooke surprises him by rearranging his room with feng shui to, you know, foster healing and things. And it's a little awkward because right before that, literally all that Lucas could talk about with his mom was if Peyton had come to visit him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then he, he says, mom, can I talk to Brooke alone? And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. So he sits Brooke down on the bed and they talk and he kind of just tells Brooke, you know, that he needs time to figure things out and heal and, Pretty much he just breaks up with her right then and there. I think this is also the first time that Deb realizes the extent that that bedroom outside door is a problem. Oh, yeah. Karen, Karen. yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah, that outside bedroom door. Like, seriously? Yeah, no, no. If I were her at this point, I would have been like, nope, we're we're locking it. We are nailing it. It It is the the outside. Yep. <laughs> There's exactly. a fire. You can build out a window, my dude. Exactly. <laughs> like everyone else does. <laughs> it's the ugly. Uh, it's the ugliest. It's the ugliest. Yeah. She did yes. a bad job. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah. And all the plants and stuff. I'm just like, I don't. What? Okay. Great. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she then tried. we get another quick scene. She thing. did. She tried very hard. She, she tried, tried very hard. Very hard. Which yeah. for a girl who's never had a boyfriend before, like. She she's trying really hard. (laughs) Brooke Davis is trying very, very hard. And we'll give her that. Uh, You know who I'm not going to give any credit for? 
fucking Dan Scott, because then we get another damn scene <gasps> that is literally just him arguing with Deb and her lawyer about the divorce and threatening with whatever Deb did, because WDDD. What did Deb do? What we did don't know Deb yet. Do <sighs> I'm so sick of talking about WDD. I could scream. WDDD. I could scream. <sighs> Anywho, then we go back to Lucas, where he's having. I. It, it seems like it's a dream because he's like at the river court and he just takes his you know sling off and he starts playing basketball and he's good at basketball. So we're like, yay, great. Then Peyton shows up and then they start kissing and as they separate their lips, guess who's right in the middle of them? It's Brooke. Ugh. And it's weird. And then we realize, yep, it's actually, it's a dream. I had he, no idea. It's weird because he's having this wet dream while <laughs> Haley is in his bedroom. Right. It's you know, very weird. Like he's I'm like daydreaming about it. About and <laughs> like, then Haley is just there and really doesn't do anything except like acknowledge that like, oh, you're back. We're good. Yeah. Thank God you didn't die. Cause if you had, I would have killed you. And then she walks out cause Peyton shows up. Oh, <laughs> and he questions her about why she didn't visit and she said well it was just it was too weird with brooke being there and to that which he responds with oh by the way i broke up with brooke yay for us and uh, then I, just they liked, <laughs> I liked Haley's exit from this whole thing she goes i'm going somewhere else like, <laughs> and like Throws yep. her bag over, and I'm like, which is, literally anywhere else that's not. Which is quite right. honestly how I feel about most of this episode. It's like, I just want to go somewhere else. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. And so, but they decide that they're going to wait a few days for Lucas to heal, and they will tell her, they will tell Brooke together, and like they had originally planned, and you know. Then it gets a little awkward because Brooke calls Peyton's cell phone. And she's a bad best friend and ignores uh, it. She hits ignore on that Nokia brick phone that you can Yeah, she do. (laughs) Yeah, no, so so we're watching this and when Peyton comes in and like hops on his lap and starts smooching on him, Ben's like, is this a double dream sequence? Are we going, like, it was, it was so much. She just hops right on him. Uh It's no, no different than what the actual dream sequence was. Exactly. It was wild. The only difference is Brooke's not there. Right. Right. But she's there in spirit. She's there at the back of their minds and in yeah. their hearts and their guilty conscience. Like the metaphorical necklace being caught in Peyton's curls. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. So then we go to Lucas sneaking out of the house. Because, you know, thing we, did, we, did, we didn't mention. Whenever he gets there, the whole thing is strict instructions of he needs to be resting. He needs to be in bed. He needs to be resting and not getting worked up, which is also why the fact that Peyton just straddles him and starts kissing him. I'm like, really, sweetie? He just, you know, it's fine, whatever. So he sneaks out of the river court, out to the river court, I should say, and Karen catches him, and they chat a little bit on the bench, and they chat about Lucas's love life, and, you know, Karen's like, you know, Brooke seemed a little funny, but you know, I like her. And he goes, Oh yeah, I broke up with Brooke. And his mom's <laughs> like, Okay. Oh. Great. Karen's yeah. like, this is the moment that Karen realized her son might be a fuckboy. <laughs> 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 I think Karen was just 
just pissed that she went through all that effort in the hospital to try to be nice to Brooke. Right? Now she's like, I was that. stuck with this little girl for this whole time, and now she's not even going to be around anymore? Great. Thanks so much. Great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we get to... So then Haley and Peyton are at the mall, and they find Brooke Ignoring there, Brooke. sitting... Ignoring Brooke, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they find Brooke at the mall on a bench. She's very upset and crying about Lucas. And she's like, Peyton, I've tried calling. Have you not gotten any of my messages? And Peyton's like, no, my phone's been acting really funny. I'm really sorry. What's what's up? And, you know, Brooke tells her that, yeah, <sighs> Lucas broke up with her. And he wants his space. But she, she knows that that's his boyfriend. He doesn't want to <laughs> see me anymore. And she doesn't know how to be friends with Lucas. And Haley chimes off and she says... Well, pretty much being friends with Lucas is pretty much doing what you've already done, except, you know, not having sex with him. <laughs> and Peyton does her, oh, my God, this is all new information to me, face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is worst. just really wide eyed and just like. Oh, oh deer in headlights. <sighs> yep. Completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her. <sighs> and then we get some reprieve from either that whole situation when we get to Haley's house and Nathan's there with Haley and he notices that she has kind of changed up her ensemble a little bit. She's got new outfit great. on. She looks really cute and really I great. The poncho and the hat right are no longer there anymore. Ugh. It's fine. You know, she said bye-bye to the hat and poncho. We're all for it. And she kind of tells him that it's part of the new her. She's trying to do something different. She wants to try new things, including, you know, like snowboarding and singing. And Nathan's like, well, I can teach you how to snowboard. And I want to hear you sing for me. I want to I want to hear you sing. And she's Is like, snowboarding no, a know. big thing in, in the, this part? Oh, no, I think she just felt like she needed something to say. Yeah. And Nathan can teach her how to do this? Because oh, I'm sure, I mean, Nathan's family, you know, they've like gone to Colorado. They've, you know, they, you know, they've vacationed in Aspen. Let's be, yeah. right. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. Yeah. Also, He's been one of those little turds. It, yeah. That after Haley's like, yeah, I'm trying something out. It's the new me. And, and Nathan said, but I like the old you. He did. He did. He did. And it's super sweet. Which was very and cute. cute and very wholesome. Uh-huh. It was. Yeah. Nice. I would also, before we get too far away, I would just like to give everyone a crochet lesson update. I am teaching myself how to crochet. And my goal before the end of this calendar year is I will make myself a Haley poncho to wear. Excellent. And it's going to be beautiful. Excellent. We love content from social media. Yep. Yes. Brody, Brody is about to kill me. For all of our audio uh, friends, Brody is about to unfriend me in real Just life. <laughs> the look of disdain I have on my face, because I know I have it from that ugly-ass poncho. Because <sighs> unlike okay, me, Brody will probably have to see the poncho in person. Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! I'll have to go out in public with that poncho, kid, so... Help me and pray for me. It'll be fine. Brody and I last saw each other in person Oscars night 2019. And um, he, next time he sees me, I'm going to be wearing this poncho. We'll yep. ju let's just. <laughs> Love uh, that. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. 
Yeah, so he t- he's like super excited that she wants to try all this new stuff, and he wants her to sing for him and everything. And he he says to her that he's super appreciative of Haley because it seems that when things get worse with his parents, things just keep getting better and better with her. And so he really loves that. And it's I hated, like hated that. I hated it. You did. I did. I thought it was really sweet and like because she's the one good thing in his life right now because his I parents mean, are garbage. Yeah, I know. But it feels like they're it's it feels like it might come back to bite them that like if stuff finally smooths over with his parents, then he's going to start picking fights with Haley or something uh, like that. It just gotcha. Yeah. You know, it just felt like weird foreshadowing and I didn't like it. I get that. So, but he's like stressed about his parents and everything. And about the fact that he, you know, he doesn't know who he's going to end up living with and he doesn't feel like he has any power over any of it. And Haley's like, no, let's figure out what rights you actually have. You're old enough. You're 17 years old. Let's see what you have as far as rights are concerned when your parents are doing this awful, horrible, bitter divorce. So, and she goes to internetsearch.com. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So then we go over back to Lucas's house and Jake Jake's there. Jake Jake. Jake Jake Jake. And he delivers Lucas a PlayStation 2. From the team, the team all pitched in, even Nathan pitched in, you know, to to help him bide his time until he's, you know, healed and back playing. And Lucas, you know, in his angsty little whiny ass moody voice says that might not happen and jake just says well no you can prove him wrong you can prove him wrong it's fine it's fine you can prove him wrong (laughs) and then jake asks lucas if um if his mom is hiring at the cafe uh you know jake's needing the job and so he's like maybe you can put in a good word for me and I was like, yeah, I, I can do I that. for sure yeah. thought when Jake was like, I have a question for you. It was going to be about Peyton. And like, so what's, like, what's going on with you and Peyton? Is she like available? Can I like make her my baby mama? Can like, <laughs> what's this? What's going on here? I definitely thought that's what was happening there. Okay. Yeah. No, he was just asking for a job. Boy needs yeah, money. That's fine. That's fine. Boy needs support. money. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he then hightails it out of there because uh, Keith shows up and Lucas is like, well, why haven't you shown up sooner? And he's like, I was waiting for when your mom wasn't here. <laughs> and he apologizes to Lucas, but Lucas, he, he's on Keith's side with everything. He knows that Keith didn't mean to do any of it. He knows that Keith wasn't drunk, even though he was drinking. Um, and he doesn't blame Keith for any of it and feels like his mom is being crazy for cutting Keith out after everything. Um, yeah. And then they also chat about the fact that Dan saved Lucas and Lucas is like, I don't know how to handle that, honestly, which I don't know how anyone would really, but yeah. Then middle of that conversation, Karen comes home and sees Keith there and Keith kind of just leaves very awkwardly with his tail between his legs because it's awkward. Real awkward. I hate it. And then the next scene, and then the next scene, we get even more awkward because then we get to Keith at the body shop and Karen visiting and to give him back all his stuff that he left at the house and telling him that she'll pay back every cent for Lucas's medical bills and that she can't ever, she can never forgive him for what happened. Sad day. Ugh, I hate it. It's just sad. There's just so much sadness. 
so so much bad relationship juju in this episode. I did not there like right. it. Is but it's just like you know if you think about it, these first fourteen episodes have been building up to everybody receiving the consequences of the dumbass shit they've done. Right. So now True. they're all dealing with it, and it's True. It sucks because as a viewer, it's like. I feel it sometimes, like, watching this episode, it felt like the writers were like, oh, shit, we have to resolve this. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. this entire episode is literally just nothing but, like, oh, we created this mess, now we have to kind of clean it up somehow. We have to start cleaning How it up How are we going to do that? How? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get, oh, my God, another one of a scene uh. with Dan and Deb and Nathan. So Dan <laughs> tries to come back to the house and Deb's changed the locks. They literally are yelling at <laughs> each other through the door. I and just... Nathan shows up and he's like, what's going on? And Dan like starts screaming, your mother's locked me out of the house. And Deb's like, you're not living here anymore. <laughs> and they just start screaming. And Nathan's just had enough of it. And he informs both of them that he gets to decide who he gets to live with. And he just has to take his case to the judge. But quite honestly, he's not sure if he wants to live with either of them right now and storms off. <laughs> just Dan at the beginning, his key, the best uh -huh. key acting I've ever seen. Like, oh, no, it's not. And then Deb, like, is peeking out the window and he's like, what'd you do? Change the locks? What do you think <laughs> happened, Dan? <laughs> oh, I, right. I hate him. Okay. A uh, little, like, parting the curtain a little bit. I, no matter how much I want to text Brody and Caitlin about the show as it's happening, I don't. Because we have to keep it fresh for the podcast. This week, I could not help myself. I hate Dan so much. I hate him so much. I, he, we're all worse. Like, I, ugh. Whoever created this character... I hope they're happy with themselves. You know? Like, I hate it. But well, also, we all hate Dan. We all hate Dan. You have to give the person who created this character a little bit of credit. Because he's arguably one of the best TV villains, like, outside of a, like, superhero, like, genre. Yeah. That yeah. I've seen in a very long time. Like, like he's one of those characters it now. Like I, I think about like you know Riverdale, which I don't know. Did Jesse? Do you watch Riverdale? I know Brody. I've seen does. the first season. Okay, so I don't think I can't remember, but there's a but there's a character on the show. Veronica's dad is the yeah. dad spot of that show. Mr. But Kelly like, Ripa. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, Mr. Kelly Ripa is the Dan Scott of Riverdale, but like. He wishes he could be he Dan Scott. He wishes he was as awful as Dan Scott is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, like, Dan Scott is the quintessential, you love to hate this character. Like, yeah. and they make it very plain. You're not supposed to like this guy, ever. Yeah. You're just supposed to hate him at every possible chance. And, and I do. I yeah, do. exactly. So he's serving his purpose. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. And then we cut to the cafe and Karen has hired Jake. But literally, as soon as he starts clearing his first table, um, his cell phone rings and he answers his Nokia brick phone. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's his dad and he has to leave to go take care of Jenny. Um, he tells 
Karen that, you know, he really appreciates it, but he has to leave to go take care of Jenny. And she's like, is Jenny your sister? And he's like, no, she's my daughter. Did Lucas not tell you? And she's like, no. So she's a little shocked, but she understands and says, you know, call me, you know, when you can. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jake, Jake leaves. This is where, so Ben was in and out of the room. He was making us a snack as I was taking my notes. And he walks in and glances at the TV and he goes, hey, that lobster like of light over Jake's shoulder looks like a dick. And, <laughs> and okay, then just then. like scurries out to continue whatever he was doing. Great. That is probably the best like boyfriend hot take we've had so far. Mm-hmm. There's yep. also some like really like dad hot takes he's got later, like, what's the water heater doing in the kitchen? That doesn't belong there. Just like, you know. You're towing that car wrong. The water heater doesn't belong in the kitchen. Why don't you hire a plumber to dig your trenches for your pipes? You know, just like really, he also brings the dad energy sometimes. There we go. I love it. That works. (laughs) So then we get to uh, Peyton and Lucas and they are instant messaging each other. Some hot I am action. Yeah. Yeah. Hot I am action. I felt like I was watching a Cinderella story. I'm like... (laughs) Ah. Chad Michael Murray is instant messaging with a cute blonde. Watch out, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and Lucas But unlike Peyton Cinderella's story, he's instant messaging with a cute blonde while also watching her on her webcam. Yep. He's watching her at the same time while he's IMing her. And he says he wants her to come over, but Peyton's hesitant. And she says, well, no, I can't. You know, all my stuff's here. But you can tell, like, on her face, it's because she's guilty. She feels guilty about Brooke. And, yeah. So she's like, no, I can't come over. I can't come over. So, yeah. Cut to Brooke coming over to Lucas's house with some herbal tea that she read online helps with people with splenectomies. (laughs) So she, I think that's what you call them. I think it's a splenectomy. And so she she drops off this tea and, you know, she and Karen chat and they start working on Karen's scrapbook for Italy just out of the blue because they've bonded. You know, they bonded over they've their, bonded, you know. And thus far in the, what, week that Karen has been home, two weeks, mm-hmm. no right. one has asked her how Italy was except Brooke. Right. <laughs> this is what right? I was so mad about in the last episode. No one was there to support Karen. <laughs> Karen has been gone birthing her secret actor baby and she's back and her son's in a coma and no one's there to comfort her come on yeah so oh then we get another quick cut back over to deb's house and she apologizes to nathan about all the fighting and nathan just says he's tired of it and she asks him to stay with her and she promises that if he does things are gonna change great Okay. Whatever, moving yeah. on. Yeah, then we get back over to Lucas's house, and Brooke and Karen are totally bonding while they're scrapbooking and talking about Italy and everything else. And Lucas wakes up from his nap and overhears them talking about, you know, Brooke and Lucas and their relationship and everything. And Lucas kind of freaks out. And for some reason, he takes off his sling and he sneaks out of the house out of that damn door in his bedroom. <laughs> curse you door for someone who god for someone who just had shoulder surgery that sling is coming on and off an awful lot 
Right? Like, uh, honestly. That's honestly. not how you get your basketball back, you know? No, <laughs> no. That's not how you get your basketball back. So, no. But he sneaks out and he goes to see Peyton, who's like, what are you doing here? No, no. And literally, as soon as he walks in the door, he looks like crap. And he realizes he feels like crap. And he's got a huge fever. And Peyton freaks out. So she calls his mom. So, as she should. As she should, yes. 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 She does the right thing and calls Karen. Which, but once we know where the parents are. like Right? He is right? the only th- one that we know where his parent is. And therefore, yep. people are going to call her. Yes. But... So, unfortunately for Peyton, when she calls Karen, Brooke is still at the house. And, yeah, they both, they head to the hospital because they're like, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. But not but before a- Brooke goes into Lucas's room to find it empty right. to check yes. on him. And yes. comes out of the room looking very angry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and so yeah, so then yeah, so Karen, Karen asked Peyton to drive Lucas to the ER. Of the list of characters on this show, I would want to drive me to the ER. Peyton is not on the list. You mean Peyton who likes to run through red lights and almost run over people, Sawyer? Peyton with the bad, bad driving is not on the list. I would walk my ass to the ER before I would let Peyton drive me. Oh, God. In fairness, uh, I don't think Lucas was conscious to make that decision. Nope, I, he was not. I so, know. yeah, so then we get to the hospital, and Lucas is feeling better, and he lies to Karen and Brooke and says that he was at the river court instead of Peyton's house, and he was very thankful that Peyton drove by and saw him at the river court. Great. Whatever. Yeah, a, I, I'm not lying even sure lie. No, I don't think anybody actually did. Nobody actually believed it, quite honestly. I don't think anybody actually did. But then we go, oh, God, okay, yep. And then we go back over to Dan's house. Nathan's at Dan's house. And Dan tells Nathan that he knows that Nathan's going to make the right choice and choose him over Deb. And, you know, he tells him that everything he does to Deb is in service to Nathan because he wants what's best for him. And, you know, he and his lawyers with this divorce... They plan on making Deb's life hell, you know, to make her seem like she's an unfit mother, painting her in a bad light. And he says to Nathan that, you know, if he chooses Dan just right now, he won't do any of that. And he'll make the divorce quick and easy for everybody. Ugh. Ugh. And he he villainizes working mothers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope. Dan Scott is a piece of shit, period. Period. The worst. The worst. He's the worst. Yeah. That's what we should have named this podcast. Dan Scott is the worst. Dan Scott is a piece of shit. Oh, God. Yeah. So then we get back over to Karen and Lucas, who get home, and she literally rips him a new one and tears into him about lying to her and about seeing Peyton. And, you know, she's upset about him lying to Brooke. And Lucas throws it back at her and is upset that Karen is still mad at Keith. And Lucas vouches for Keith and asks why she's pu- pushing Keith out of her life. Um, you know, with he says, well, here's what he says. He says, why is she pushing someone out of her life who really cares about her? And Karen, being the bomb-ass mom that she is, turns it right back on him and says, why are you pushing someone out of your life who really cares about you? Ooh. Mic drop. Mic drop. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Because that's what he's doing to Brooke. Get if it? we couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Didn't we get another really sad little short 10 second scene of Keith trying to get a loan because, you know, Payne Lucas's medical bills made him a broke ass bitch. And uh, yet no bank's going to give him a loan. Oops. Yeah. Poor Keith. Which yeah. we talked about last episode. We like mm-hmm. Keith does not have the money to pay for all of these health insurance. No care payments. No, no, he drained his entire savings to do all it. All of it. All, all of, of it. it. Yeah. So then we go back over to the cafe and Jake is back with Jenny in tow. Jenny. Jenny, he apologizes to Karen and he says that he, you know, he just can't work. He can't work it out because, you know, with his family, his mom's sick now with the flu or something. And there's just no one to take care of Jenny. So he doesn't have the extra time to get, you know, to work and everything. And Karen instead takes him behind the counter and shows him a crib that was Lucas's that was at the cafe. And she told him that he can bring Jenny to work anytime he wants and, you know, keep working. She'll work it out with him. And so he was very grateful, which is really <laughs> sweet and cute. And Some like, single parent solidarity. I like right? it. You love right? it. It's very cute. It's very cute and wholesome. Then we cut back over to Nathan, who he levels with his mom about that no matter what happens, they both know that Dan won't stop until he wins. So Nathan, one last time, confronts his mom about her past that Dan is holding over her. Um, she still won't tell him what happened. So he decides to leave with Dan because he knows he thinks that that's the best thing for everybody just to make it done and let it, you know, not drag it all out and just be done. What did Deb do? WDDD. Ah. What did Deb do? We don't know yet. And then sad that Nathan just like feels like he can't win. Nope. I just—it's so sad. Doing yeah. it. he's so—he's so defeated when he walk when he gets in that car with his dad because he doesn't want to, but he knows no. that if he doesn't, he and his mother's lives are going to be living hells. Yeah, because he of his dad. Yeah, he promised earlier in the episode he was going to live with Deb. He told her he's like, yeah, yeah. uh huh, and yeah, it's such a fucking—it sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. You know what also if he lives with Dan, there's scene. no off button. Right? There's no off button if you live with him, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. But you know what also sucks? This next scene, because I don't get why they put it in here, but they did. It's another Karen visits Keith at the shop to chat about where they are. And neither one of them know. And Keith tells her one day she will look at him and see the person she used to see. And she asks him where that leaves them. And he says, that doesn't leave them really anywhere. Great. I don't know why this scene's in here. It's beating a dead horse. We already know. Anyway. I think it was to show that Keith has accepted it. I guess. Yeah. It just, or he was kind of like trying to put I up I guess, a yeah, fight. he was still trying. He was still trying to put up a fight. And this is really him just saying, you know what? I'm done. Whatever. You're yeah. going to figure it out one of these days. And I might be here when you're, when you figure it out. I might not be. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Okay, great. And then... Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we get to back to uh, Lucas's house and Peyton comes to see Lucas and she explains to Lucas a little bit more about her and Brooke's relationship and how part of the reason, too, why she didn't go to see him in the hospital is because that hospital is where her mother died and how Brooke, when that happened, got her through 
that horrible time in her life and when they were kids and they've been best friends ever since. And Lucas tells her life is short and Peyton quickly retorts with, I love this line. It's too short to live it as a bad person. And that she says she can't betray Brooke and Lucas retorts more than we already have. He's so manipulative. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad right now. Honestly. It just makes me so angry. Then they both agree. Yeah. He opens his mouth. I know. <laughs> some of some of the I really wanted to chalk it up to like Lucas has to be on some heavy painkillers. No. Like this was before <laughs> we knew how bad opiates were. This was like, you know, he, he's gotta be either on painkillers or coming off of them. But I don't no. Well, I mean, I think, and I'm not going to excuse his behavior because so they both agree that they can't be together and they both say that it's better that way. But when Peyton leaves, you can clearly see that she's devastated about it. And I think, you know, I'm not going to give Lucas a giant pass here because no, he's hot garbage with this and it's not good. But I feel like we have to remember he's liked Peyton since minute one. And it's not worked out. And he finally was so close to getting that with her again. And then she pulls the rug out from underneath him. Like he's going to act like, oh, but we should still try this and still be together. You know, I can't blame him for that. I can blame him for his delivery. I can't blame him for like trying to still stay with Peyton because that's what he really wants deep down. Yeah. I guess. Caitlin is not. Caitlin's not having any of it. Caitlin's not having any of it. I am. I I am still somewhat pro Lucas Scott. I will say I love both of the Scott brothers. I cannot deny that. So I'm, you know, I get it. Lucas is 17 and he's stupid and he just strung both girls along and it was not good. But I, I don't know. There's no excuse really, but whatever. No, there's not. What, what did Peyton say? Life's too short to live it as a bad person. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> for now. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, for now. Anywho. Um, then we get to the cafe, and Nathan goes to see Haley, and he's still really down about everything. And Haley says, well, I can, what do you want me to do? I can do something to cheer you up. And... He pretty much says, you know, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, sure. And he points to the piano and he asks her to sing for him. And so she does. And she sings this gorgeous song that's actually a Sarah McLachlan song. And it's stunning and gorgeous. And Haley's really good. Um, but while Did that's Haley playing, ever mention that she could play the piano? Or probably was, not. No, 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 she mentioned like the first, the very first time singing came up was when she was talking to Nathan about trying new things. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it was yeah. one of those things that she was just saying, like, I want to try it. Like, maybe I want to do it more. I don't, I think she already knew she could yeah. sing. Yeah. I think it's been, like, for Haley, it's always been, like, this just little hobby that she's kept under wraps that nobody really knew about because her, really, her only friends are, like, Lucas and now skills Peyton. and Karen John Fergie, you know and Peyton yeah. And, yeah now Peyton and Karen and prior to Peyton it was a bunch of boys who weren't gonna give a shit exactly right. so literally you know I'm sure between studying yeah Haley picked up the piano and you know or she took piano lessons when she was younger or something like that and 
Yeah, you know, she fiddles on the piano. And also, well, it's, she's, it's yeah. a skill that, you know, doesn't look terrible on a college, like, application. Facts. Like, yeah. like Facts. Peyton, or not Peyton, Haley is, is similar to Rory Gilmore in that fact of, like, she has Ivy League aspirations. Yep. She's a very smart girl. And so it's, you know, of course she's going to, you know, take up hobbies that will make her look good to colleges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while she's singing, there's a montage, as there usually is at the end of all these episodes. Um, first one is that Karen is looking at a photo album of her and Keith and Lucas, and she looks really sad. And then it's Nathan moving into Dan's beach house. Keith Ugh. is putting the body shop up for sale. No. Yeah. And then no. Brooke goes to see Peyton and confronts her with the fact that Peyton and Lucas were sneaking around behind her back. And that she literally saw them on the webcam. The webcam! When she went into Lucas's room to check on him. That was the big twist of the episode. That, yeah, Brooke saw them at Peyton's house. And, Uh, yeah, what's even bigger twist is Lucas is watching Peyton's webcam and sees their argument. And the episode ends. Uh, But also, can we talk about how... Almost, I don't know if it's subconsciously or if it's like, con- it's got to be somewhat consciously that Peyton knows that Lucas is probably watching her webcam. Uh-huh. But she turns and looks at the webcam with sheer terror on her face. Yep. The, the last shot of this episode was just nothing but drama. Oh, my right? God. Just yeah. Peyton looking through her webcam uh, out on the interwebs to Lucas. Profile. And yeah, uh, just oh, so much drama and angst. The bad uh. soul patch glowing in the light of his <laughs> monitor. Uh, hey, he's 17 years old. Facial hair's hard. It's fine. He is 40 years old. No. He's actually 21, but okay. At that point, he's 21, not 40, but okay, great. Whatever. Anywho, that's the end of the episode. Um, I think we already know the answer to this, but what did we think? I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. It's just not good. It's not a good episode. Like it, it's a but here's the thing. It's a necessary episode because they have to deal with the fallout of they had to do something. They had to make Lucas's little world implode with Brooke and Peyton. Like they had to resolve something with it and make it do something. So they had to end it and make everybody sad and miserable. Cause it literally seems like right now Nathan and Haley are the only two people in this entire show that are happy. Right. So, relationship wise like yeah Nathan's not happy yeah nathan's not happy but yeah, yeah 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 so really just Haley. Haley's the only one that's kind of even remotely happy her best friend didn't die yeah she, things are going great with her boyfriend she's got, this, got new you know, clothes she's got new clothes she's singing a sarah mclaughlin song on a piano on the piano at the cafe yeah. life's good for Haley james life's good for Haley james <sighs> oh god all right well anyway Anything else we want to add to this dumpster fire of a sad, depressing episode? Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> what anyway, did then. Deb do? What did Deb do? Are we going to find out next week? God, I hope ah. so. Ah. 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 <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure to rate us five stars and subscribe to the podcast and give us a good review and all that good stuff. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter. 
um, with the username on Wednesday's pod. So check us out on there and, you know, drop us a message if you want to chat with us about anything or anything like that. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.